as a glorious father, that here was a gate of God to lift your name high and to talk about you, to tell you and to reference you, to tell about your work, about who you are, what you have done, and what you will let do, and what you are doing in our lives. We give you thanks to God because you have the lifter of our heads, the pillar that holds our lives. We thank you for the opportunity of being called the sons and the daughters. As we have come this day, oh God, we ask that the entrance into your world will bring light yeah. and then to bring understanding yeah. into our simple mind. Yeah. Lord, we declare that you alone be glorified in this assembly this morning. Yeah. For what you alone can do and will do in our individual lives. Yeah. We thank you, Father. Thank for you. everyone connected to this service this morning, we ask of God that none of us, or the speaker and the hearer of your word, will live the same. Even after you have spoken the word in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for this, Father. Amen. For Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let me talk to somebody and just smile. Smile for the person and say, I'm glad you're here. This I'm glad you're here. Glad you're here. God bless you. Amen. How's everybody doing? Already springing forward, right? And, uh, gradually this week, uh, we into the season of spring. My prayer is that everyone's life will never remain the same. You will spring forward. Amen. You will move forward. Amen. And the Lord Himself. Lift you up Amen. in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's go into the word of God to make more wise. Hallelujah. Third John. Third John. You know that Third John has only one chapter. So if you can chapter one, we'll read from verse one to four. The word of the Lord said, The elder. To the beloved girls, whom I love in truth. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in health, prosper in all things, and be in health just as your soul prospers. For I rejoice greatly when. Brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you, just as you walk in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. We've been discussing, and uh, as many as have been experiencing God going through our uh, discipleship study, you will agree with me continually that truth is a person. Yeah. And so John is encouraging the elders in the church. 
and most especially girls. He said, is, is the Lord. They said, he rejoices and have no greater joy than to hear that the brethren and the child of God is actually walking in the truth. So I rejoice greatly when brethren came and testified of the truth, came and testified of the truth and not the facts, not the words of the enemy, not the words of the flesh, but the rejoice. I rejoice greatly when the truth is revealed to you that you are able to walk in the same truth. Of no doubt, uh, as many as have been following the trend of things in this church, in our current study of the experience in God this week, oh yes, say something. And I quote, he said, let my heart be broken by the things that break the heart of God. So let my heart be broken by the things that break the heart of God. There are things that break the heart of God. It breaks the heart of God when the Lord children are not prospering. It breaks the heart of God when the children of God are not living in abundance, when the children of God are not living the abundant life that the truth has come to give unto them. John 10, 10 verse 2. I mean, that part B. It breaks the heart of God when the children of God are not living in good health. Breaks the heart of God when the children of God are not succeeding. Breaks the heart of God when the soul of the children of God are emotionally down, psychologically wrecked. It breaks the heart of God when the children of God are not spiritually healthy. Breaks the heart of God when the children of God are not connecting to the plans and the purpose and the ways of God. That's the reason why he said to Jeremiah in Jeremiah 29, verse 11, and said, For I know the thought that I think towards you. So God is always thinking on ways to prosper us. And there's no way he wants to prosper one without actually lifting him up from where he used to be. So he said to Jeremiah, he said, ah, for I know the thought that I think towards you, says the Lord. There are thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope of rising, a hope of prospering, a hope of your lifting, a hope of succeeding, a hope of breaking evil in all that belongs to you. So it doesn't bring glory to to, uh, to God, it doesn't bring glory to God when the children of God are living a defeated lifestyle. It doesn't bring glory to God when the heads of the children of God are bowed on a constant basis 
just like our pastors teaching during the workers meeting today is talking about the humble person. God is not happy. He doesn't glorify him. He breaks his heart when the heart of the children of God are lifted and not when it breaks the heart of God when the, the children of God are not bowing down, bowing down their hearts, but bowing down their heads. We want our head lifted up when we bow down our hearts in humility, in dependence on Him. We praise the heart of God when, 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 when we are not able to depend on Him for resources, for our ways, for our success. We praise the heart of God when we the children of God lives in them, carrying about this stigma of the world. Praise the heart of God when the children of God are living in lack and sorrow and poverty. That's the reason God is always willing to see his children lifted. My prayer is that. It doesn't matter where you are right now. The Lord is ready and is willing to lift you. Amen. And he will lift you. Amen. There was this woman in, in the Gospel of Luke chapter 13, from verse 10 to 13. And Jesus looked at this woman. She has suffered with the spirit of infirmity for 18 years. And the spirit of infirmity had led her to actually bend physically that this woman, of, uh, the daughter of Zion, cannot even stand straight. The Bible says, now as Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, And there was a woman who had the spirit of infirmity for 18 years and was bent over and could, could in no way raise herself up. She could in no way, the Bible says, in no way is she able to actually lift herself up. And verse 12 said, but when Jesus saw her, somebody heard me say, Jesus is always willing to lift you up. Jesus is always willing to lift you up. And he sees you. And he sees you. Where you are. Where you are. Ready to. Ready to. Lift you up. You. But are you willing? Let's So the Bible says, but when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said, Woman, you're loosed from your infirmity. So always when Jesus sees us in where we are, is willing, but our attitude, our trust, our obedience, our ways, our purpose, our plans, ought to be able to align with his in order that he's able to do it. So this woman was in the presence of Jesus on this very day. But for 18 years, the same has suffered the same infirmity that made her life, her finance, her relationship, her health, her physical being 
to be bowed down, bent over, the Bible says. But when Jesus saw her, he said, woman, thou art loose. And he said, in verse 13, he said, and he laid his hand on her. When Jesus laid his hand on her, what happened? That's the reason why the favor of God, one bit of favor of God can terminate 18 years, 20 years of one suffering. Her suffering for 18 years came to an end only for with, the, with a laying of hand, being in the presence of God. Jesus is by your side today. Jesus is seeing you. He knows where you are right now. He knows how bent over you are. He knows how deep you are emotionally. He knows how bound you are psychologically, relationally, maritally, financially, even in your heart. He understands it. And that's why he addressed the elder girls. Say, Beloved, I pray. I pray it is my prayer that you prosper in all things and be in hurt financially, being hurt spiritually, being hurt psychologically, being hurt relationally, being hurt spiritually, being hurt and prosper even as your soul. You know that many times our soul are willing Eager to prosper, but the ability to prosper becomes so weak enough that it takes God to be able to lift us up, to be able to prosper us. That's the reason why the lifter has the little the one that I want to lift. And that person I want to lift up this day is me. I thought there's somebody here this morning that will enter into pastor's shoes in humility and in, 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 in the humble soul, with the humble soul ready for the Lord's lifting. The lifter and the lifter. So the lifter has the power, he has the willingness to lift. And lift it up. So, who is this lifter? This lifter is all knowing. It's the all knowing God. Romans chapter 11, verse 33 to 36 told us that all the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgment and his ways past findings. He knows all things. But who has known the mind of this God? Or who has become his counselor? He is all knowing. He knows the situation you are going through. He knows where you are. And he knows the purpose and the thoughts that he's thinking towards you. He has a place for individual versus children. There are so many where you want them to be. But the ability to get there makes us to be able to depend on him. So he is this lifter. He is all-knowing. 
He knows your makeup. He knows my makeup. He knows what I'm thinking, contrary to what he is thinking. He knows the thoughts of our hearts. He knows our weaknesses. He knows our strength. He knows the ability that we have. He knows our ways. And he understands our fears. So this lifter is all-knowing. And it's not just all-knowing. He's all-powerful. He's what? He's all-powerful. That's why appeared, the angel appeared to, uh, to Sarah in, in Genesis chapter 18, verse 14. He said, is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, he said, I will return to you according to the time of life. And Sarah shall have a son. So it doesn't matter the position you are in your barrenness, in the drought of life, in the wilderness of life that you may be going through. He is unknown. And he is above to make things to work together, to set things straight for you and with you in that which you're going through. Only thing is that he is the lifter and he will not lift us up without our willingness, even though he is willing, but our willingness to be lifted brings him to the place of being active and being able to lift us up. Said in Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 17 and verse 27. Say, Ha, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched hand. Let's read the last sentence together. Too hard for me, Jeremiah said. Nothing too hard for God to do. So he knows that situation that you're going through. He knows where he wants individual of us to be. He's ready to lift us up to that level, spiritually, relationally, maritally, professionally, academically, emotionally, psychologically. He wants to take us there. He has the ability to take us there. Verse 27 says, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. God himself is now saying to individual what's here today. He said, is there anything too hard for me? Trust me. I can take you to that place. I can make those things to work out for you. I can turn things around for you. I can subdue those things that rise up against you to begin to make your head to bow. I have the ability, I have the power, I am the all power. I'm not just, it's not just all knowing, it is who? So the lifter is all knowing and is all powerful. And the lifter is ever present. Is ever present. 
I pray the Lord open the spiritual eyes of somebody here right now to see who is actually by your side. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You may think that he has forsaken you. You may think that you have been abandoned. You may think because of the things that you did or your parents did or your brother, your husband, your wife, your children are done or the way you have reacted or that you have not been able to solve it. That just for seeking you, so it's not hearing. But let me tell you today, Isaiah, 5, Isaiah chapter 49, from verse 14. The Lord is saying this to his children this morning. He said, But Zion said, He said, What? The Lord has forsaken me. That's what the, the children of Israel, and that's what the children in the church, the children of God says most of the time when we go through things that we don't understand and we cry out to God, God, where are you? God is saying, I'm in the same place where I am, and my son is being nailed to the cross. And he's going through that tribulation, the trial, the temptations of life that you're going through right now. I am seated. In the same place. You just look up to me. That I can exalt you, I can lift you up just the way I lifted my son up. But you've got to be able to do what it is. He said, But Zion said, The Lord has forsaken me, and my Lord has forgotten me. Maybe this is the story of somebody of that son of my God is not. As we think, said, he said, For I said, Can the woman forget a nursing child and not have compassion on the son of a woman? And the Lord answered himself, What did he say? Surely they may forget, yet I will not forget you. Have you heard the stories of mothers in the hot summer went to the store? And with the baby in the car seat, left the baby in the car seat, roll up the car, lock the door, and went into the store, do all the manner of shopping, and about to pay, only to realize, ah, baby in the car started running before she gets there. What happened to the baby? Even here in Denver, Colorado, that's happened, and it continually happened. In fact, the parents of Jesus. Took him to Jerusalem and they attended the feast. And after the feast, Jesus stayed back and they left him. They went a journey of three days only to realize that where's the one we went with? Where is he at? So the Lord is saying that can a woman forget a nursing child? Yes, because he's human. Because it's natural. He said, surely she may forget. Yet, I will not forget you. The Lord is speaking to me this morning. I said, the Lord is speaking to me this morning. And look at the confirmation that he said concerning his, his words on the cross. In verse 6, he says, see, see, I have tattooed. Huh? How many, how many understand when you inscribe somebody, somebody for the memory of that person want to tattoo the photo of the person here 
And when you tattoo the photo of somebody on your arm, guess what? Either a man or woman, or most of the time, if there is no code, the person will always come with a short sleeve, a sleeveless shirt. Why? Because we want everyone to see the tattoo. And many will tattoo here, and the woman will wear just a mini belt so that you will see. He says, See! I have inscribed you on the palm of my hand. I can, you cannot be hidden from me. Your walls are continually before me. So you are, we are continually before the presence of God. He knows our pains. He knows our attitude. He knows our downtimes. He knows our weaknesses. He knows our disappointments. He knows our weaknesses. He knows what we're going through. And in verse 17, it says, your song shall make it. Shall make it. Your destroyers and those who laid you waste shall go away from you. Amen. I thought the Lord is speaking to somebody on that. It's not my voice. He said, I'll fight for you. I'll fight your battle. I know I'm always with you. I never forget you. I know, I understand, I see all this. I am present everywhere and I have a power. Even when I see what is going on around you, all this, I need your attention. And in verse 18, he said, lift up your eyes. Oh, look around us. What did he say? In the situation you are going through, your eyes may be bowed. In sorrow, your eyes may be bowed in pain, your eyes may be bowed in shame, your eyes may be bowed in disappointment. It doesn't matter. He said, Look up your eyes, lift up your eyes, lift up your eyes, look around and see all these gather together and come to you as I live, says the Lord. You shall surely clothe yourself with them all as an ornament and bind them on you as a bright dust. Meaning that, guess what? It doesn't matter those who rise against you. They will all come to be the one that seek you. And so shall it be for you. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And so this lifter in the nurture is omnipotent. It's omnipotent. And he is omnipresent. You understand the rudiments and the intricacies of your downward spirit, your struggles and failures are downcast. And that's the reason why he has chosen to be the restorer of your hope, the restorer of your fortune. You may want to ask Job in Job chapter 42, despite all that you went through, the lifter of his head, the lifter and the restorer of his fortune came true for him from verse 12 to 16 of Job chapter 42. 
It becomes a restorer. For who? For brother Jabez. Second, first Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9 and 10. The Bible made us to understand that Jabez was born a honorable man. But because of the situation and the circumstances with which he was born, this went down based on the name that he was given. The circumstances of his birth made a name that continually be with him. I don't know what is it. Probably a covenant. Probably generational covenant. Generational curse. Generational illness. Generational pain. Generational lining. Things that happen in the lineage that you continue to see coming to pass in your life. It doesn't matter what is it. The lifter is a restorer of hope. This was able to lift and restore the situation of Jabez. When Jabez called on to the name of the Lord of Israel, and the Lord answered him, Behold, look unto you as well and lift you up. Amen. As it restores your hope in him in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. He is as well the lifter of your head. He is the lifter of our heads. I want to ask Brother David. Many times David went into many things, but never did he ever lost any battle. Mm -hmm. Why? Because his heart is always bowed to God while the Lord is lifting up his head even to a higher level of victory, level of success, level of relationship connected to the Lord God Almighty. And then he said in, in Psalm 3, verse 3, in Psalm 3, verse 3, was able to acknowledge God. He said, but you, O Lord, I feel for me my glory and the one who lives my head will lift up my head. Why will David say that in his head we are not bowed? In fear, in his head we are not bowed. In trouble, in pain, in anguish. So it doesn't matter the level where we are. It doesn't matter where we actually are with the Lord in our relationship with man. In our finances, in our health, it doesn't matter. He knows. He has the ability. And he always has. He's ever present with us to be able to attend to our needs. And they also said, yeah, I mean, David is a testifier of God's goodness in Psalm 40, verse 1 to 2. In Psalm 40, verse 1 to 2, he said, I patiently, I waited patiently for the Lord. Who did he wait on? When he's waiting, what in, what, in what position, in what state of mind was he? Humility. He waited unto God in humility, bowing down unto him, depending on him, waiting on him. He said, I waited patiently for the Lord. 
and he inclined to me and heard my cry. The Lord is hearing your heart cry. Amen. I said, He's hearing your heart cry in the mighty name of Jesus. And verse 2 said, When I waited on him, patiently, he inclined to my cry. He did what thereafter? He also brought me up out of a horrible case. Somebody's credit may be below the ball right now. You can trust the Lord in no time. The Lord is bringing you back. He's restoring your credit score in the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody is way far into death. It doesn't matter. That death in your life is a horrible piece. But if he can do it for them, he's an ordinary man like we are. He doesn't carry two heads. He only did something that we needed to do to experience God ourselves. Give ourselves unto him. Look up unto him. Trust him and be able to accept his invitation to be able to enter into our life to do what he alone can do. If you're able to do that, your testimony, my testimony, we even surpass that of David. Amen. If Jesus can say that, the things that I do, you will do. And greater things that I do, you will do also. Why? Because I go to the Father. And having said that, the shadow of Peter that had it walking in the square on the street, ordinary shadow of Peter begin to raise the dead, heal the those who were having infirmities and healing all the sick. We never recorded that in the gospel with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But he made the promise that when I go and the Holy Spirit come upon me. Greater things than I do, he said, You will do. I made bold to say to you that your testimony, our testimony, will surpass even that of David in the name of Jesus. He said, In that chapter 40 of Psalm, he is back to us. He said, he also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay. And what did he do to me? He set my feet upon a rock and established myself so that I will never stumble again. I can never stumble before the king. I can always walk right within when they direct my ways, when they establishes my ways, why? He knew that he has formed good. And many are the times when we all form good. But when the Lord establishes our ways, our steps, he ordered our steps we just be like those who know us to do this. And our head will never again be cast down. Amen. So shall be your story this morning. I said, so shall be your story this morning. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So the lifter is always willing to lift us up. 
But are we willing, are you willing, and are you ready to be lifted up? Let me talk to somebody and say, I don't know about you. I don't know about you. But as for me, as for me, and my house, and my house, we are ready. We are ready to be lifted up. To be lifted up. In Jesus' name. Amen. And in that third John chapter, one verse, verse three and four that we read. That we just read. He said, For I rejoice. How many would love to make God rejoice about? He said, For I rejoice greatly when brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you. Carry the truth everywhere you go from this day. Tell the Lord and say, Lord, your report I will believe. Not the report of the doctor. The doctor may say things, they may see things, they may actually tell of the facts medically, but your truth tells me that I am here. Your truth tells me that psychologically, emotionally, I am healthy. Your truth tells me that even though the immigration said I needed to do something to be able to be a member of this nation, I know that your word tells me that wherever the soul of my face are tread upon, and you are giving me to me, this land belongs to me. This, the goodness of this land belongs to me. It belongs to my generation, and I shall enjoy it. Carry the truth all around you. You're seeking for a dream job, and you see one set of color. You are lying. Your steps will be, and your steps are established in Him, and you are able to bow down your hearts before Him, so that He can lift up your heads and your faces to be able to see what He's saying. I pray one more time this day that the Lord will open the eyes of somebody. Under the sound of my voice, Amen. that you may see who is with you. Amen. I'm ready to lift you up. Amen. And they will do so in the name of Jesus. Amen. So are we ready to be lifted? As many as are going through our study one more time, let me remind you of something. City stood safe in our study this week. He said, If Jesus Christ be God, and died for me, then no sacrifice is too great for me to give for him. Wow. It is a sacrifice to be able to wait on the Lord. It is a sacrifice for you to adjust your life, your ways, your time, your mindset, and everything to the plans and the purpose of God. But if he can do it for you, and is willing to lift you, there must be nothing too difficult. A sacrifice, nothing too great, a sacrifice that you are not able to give for him. And then Elliot, then Elliot said, 
He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. You know you can't lose being on the Lord's side. And no sacrifice is too great for you to give for him. And then Rebekah himself now said, you cannot stay where you are and go with God. Somebody here in the position that you are right now, bow down. In the position you are right now, being sick spiritually. In the position you are right now, being down financially. In the position you are right now, hopeless. In the position that you are right now, relationally bankrupt. So you cannot stay where you are and be able to grow with this God. This God is ready to lift you from where you are. He's ready to move you forward. What sacrifice are you making towards your spiritual, relational, educational, marital, financial lifting? What do you hold on to that you cannot release for your lifting? God is saying, I have a higher height. I have a higher place that I want to take you. And you are feeling complacent, remaining in your mediocre level. He said to the widow of Seraphites, first to man, and you and your son shall live. She made that simple sacrifice, giving everything her last meal that she taught in her lowest level. As she thought, if I can just prepare this meal, my son and I will eat and we are ready to die. But the servant of God through the Spirit of God said, First, do mine. She adjusted her thinking and obey the servant of God. Prepared the meal, and the man of God dies. And that opens the door for life and to the woman that her son and herself, the Bible says, many days. The jack was never dirty. The oil was constantly there. She never lacked anything good in life anymore. Let me say this, church. Even though the lifter decided to lift you, you will have the courage to testify of his lifting, as David has done. He has brought you from where you used to be. And taking you a step a little higher. Are you able to tell of his goodness? Are you able to praise him? Are you able to acknowledge him? Will you give him the thanks for your pride of life? Did you feel that the words of my ability has given you this? Why don't you just lift your hand to him? Until you lift it. I am lifted. I am lifted.